Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It starts with D and ends with T. That's Dreft, Procter & Gamble's Sudsing Miracle, 2,000 years newer than soap. Dreft brings you The Life of Riley. Dreft, D-R-E-F-T, Dreft, America's largest selling brand for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes, presents The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. If Chester A. Riley could have one wish, he'd probably wish he could have a thousand eyes. Then he could keep one eye on his daughter Babs and the others on Babs' 999 boyfriends, none of whom, according to Riley, are up to any good. For instance, the other night... Hiya, Dumplin', I'm home. Oh, it's you, dear. Uh, yeah, who did you think it was? <laughs> well, for a minute I could have sworn it was Cary Grant. Really? <laughs> you know, I always thought I looked like Cary Grant. <laughs> then the light hits your face. <laughs> oh, is that so? There ain't such a big difference between Cary Grant's face and mine. We both got a deep cleft, ain't we? Yes, dear. But his cleft is in his chin and yours is in your head. <laughs> I resent that, Peg. Oh, you're so conceited. <laughs> I was bowling tonight. Oh, I was great. I bowled Ed Mitchell from the plant, and boy, did I beat him. Look, I got a new style. You see, I hold the bowling ball like this and stand back. Now, I, don't bowl I... that ball. You wake Junior. Oh, uh, are the kids asleep already? Well, junior is. Babs is out. Out? Out where? The Simon Vanderhopper. What? Didn't I tell Babs to stay away from that no-good loafer? Now, don't start that again. Simon's a nice boy. Some boy. 21 years old, and he still plays hopscotch. Oh, he does not. He does so, and what's more, he cheats. That's why he always beats me. If that Simon don't stay away from our babs, I'll murder him. Oh, now you don't mean that. No, no, of course not. Only babs and Simon are too young to be out alone. But they are not. Don't you remember when we were their age? Well, sure I remember. You called for me every Saturday night and took me to the movies. Yeah, Dumplin'. Then you bought me a soda. Yeah, honey. And after that, we'd go through the park and sit down on that bench where it was so dark. Yeah, sweetheart. Well, they're only doing what we did. I'll murder that, Simon! <laughs> If I ever see him around here again, I'll... Well, Mother, hi, Daddy. Good evening, Mrs. Riley. Good evening, Mr. Riley, sir. Simon, I'm going to settle something right now. Mrs. Riley here thinks that you're okay to go out with bed. Now, what's your opinion? Mrs. Riley is a very intelligent woman. <laughs> Please, Peg. Simon, I've studied you like a worm studies a book. I know the kind of type of boy you are, and I just want to ask you one question. What are your intentions towards my daughter? My intentions? Or, why, uh, I want to marry her. I knew you were up to no good. <laughs> Simon, get out of this house.
you treated Simon last night. Yes, throwing that poor boy out of the house. Now, please, Peg. I don't want to hear no more talk about that that so, sofa loafer. When Simon settles down and gets a decent job, I'll maybe let him see bed. Until then, I don't want him to set foot in this house again, and that's an order. A what? A request. <laughs> I gotta go now. Goodbye, Dumplin'. Goodbye, Bab. Bye. Oh, gee, I'll be late to school. Oh, Riley. Yeah. On your way home, stop at the meat market and get uh, seven lamb chops for dinner. Oh, hey, that reminds me. I'm eating dinner out tonight. Oh, yeah? Mm. Oh, well, then I'll only need three chops for dinner. Well, I'll get it myself, dear. Goodbye. Oh, wait, wait, wait a minute, Peg. Ain't you even going to ask me who I'm eating dinner out with? Well, it must be one of the boys from the plant. Who else could it be? Well, I don't know. I, I might be having dinner with some gorgeous blonde. <laughs> you? Oh. <laughs> oh. oh, so you think I ain't cute enough for another woman to have dinner with me, huh? <laughs> oh, now, don't get insulted, Carrie. <laughs> Oh, of course you are. But don't ever let me catch you with another woman. Hey, you mean that you'd be jealous? Insanely jealous. Why, I'd scratch the hussy's eyes out. You would, honest? And as for you, I'd shoot you. Oh, you don't know how happy that makes me, Peggy. <laughs> so you watch yourself. Oh, you bet. Gee, I'd feel terrible if you turned out to be a widow. <laughs> But you don't have to worry. I, I beat Ed Mitchell bowling, so he's buying me dinner at the Cozy Corner Grill. Well, that's a load off my mind. But you don't have to worry about me and other women. You know that. <laughs> of course. Why, if a pretty woman ever made advances to you, I'm sure you'd repulse them. You can bet on it. When it comes to pretty women, no one can be more repulsive than I am. <laughs> Now, sir. Oh, are you the waiter? No, I'm the maitre d'. Oh, no, I'll order later, maitre. <laughs> I'm waiting for a friend to get here. Yes, sir. The waiter will look after you when you're in. Ah, let's see this menu. Gee, what an appetite I get when someone else is paying to... How do you do? I'm Muriel Evans. Well, uh, I'm Chester Riley. How do you do? Uh, I'm afraid you're taking the advantage of me. I'm Ed Mitchell's girlfriend. Oh, Miss Evans, I remember now. Ed Joe was talking about you. And you know, you're almost as pretty as he said you are. I mean, uh, prettier. <laughs> Say, uh, where's Ed? Oh, he's tied up at the plant. I was supposed to meet him here and have dinner with the two of you, but he just phoned that he can't make it. Oh, that's too bad. Well, maybe some other time, huh? Oh, wait. As long as we're here, we might as well eat. Oh, uh, no, no. I, I think I'd better not. Oh, Ed? Ed said to tell you he'll reimburse you for the check. Well, let's eat. <laughs> this is a tempting menu. Mmm, roast duckling. Uh, say, uh, Miss Evans. Oh, call me Muriel. Well, look, Muriel, you, you think this is okay, us eating here? Why not? Well, I just remembered. I'm a married man. I know, Chester. Ed and I plan to be married as soon as he gets his promotion at the plant. Well, I guess it's can't hurt just to eat. <laughs> you must be a very devoted husband, Chester. Oh, you bet I am. I'm nuts about my wife. And she's insane about me, too. 
Why, only this morning she said... I'd better go. Oh, sit down. Here's the waiter. You ready to order, sir? Mr. Riley! Simon! What are you... Simon! Get out of this restaurant! I can't. I work here. I did what you told me. I got a job. Oh. Well, shall we order? Oh, you're together? Oh, well, you... You, you, you see, Simon... What are you having, Chester? Chester? <laughs> Look, Simon, I just... Uh, Ed Mitchell... You sure know how to pick them. <laughs> well, I did... She picked me. Let's order. I think I'll have the number one dinner, and for dessert, I'd like a Sunday of some kind. Uh, may I recommend the lover's delight? <laughs> Simon, please. Well, you're home early, dear. Yeah, Duncan. Oh, hello, Dad. Hi, Daddy. Did you have a nice dinner with Ed? Who? Oh, Ed. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, it was great. Uh, look, Peg, there's something I got to tell you. You see... Ed made the statement. Where'd you eat, Daddy? At the cozy corner. You see... Well, that's where it... Simon worked. Yeah, he saw me. <laughs> Look, Peg, about Simon Ed... Simon says the cozy corner's terribly romantic. Soft lights and little booths for couples. Simon's going to write a novel about it. A few months ago, a woman shot her husband there. <laughs> <laughs> she found him with another woman in one of those booths. Well, I can't say I blame her. Now, wait a minute, Peg. Be fair. Suppose this husband had to meet some man, and instead this other woman showed up. Then I'd be... I'd be... Uh, he'd be innocent. Oh, Riley. What wife in her right mind would believe a silly excuse like that? <laughs> you wouldn't, huh? What were you going to tell me about Ed before? Oh, nothing. Uh, by the way, Peg, what... Whatever happened to that old gun I had? Oh, let's see. Well, I think it's in... Oh, I'll go. Good evening, folks. Simon. Now, please don't make a scene, Daddy. Oh, well, me make a scene? Well, what gave you that idea? Well, well, come in. Come in, Simon, darling. Well, I've seen everything. How are you, my lovable boy? Fine. How are you, Mr. Riley? Simon, this is no time for music. Well, how's the job, Simon? Fine, but my feet are killing me. Oh, you poor boy. Sit down. Peg, where's your manners? Get up and let Simon sit down. Huh? Here, let me take your shoes off, Simon. Uh, bed, go get Simon my slippers. Uh, Peg, get Simon a piece of cake. Well, we're, we're out of cake. Well, don't just stand there. Go bake one. <laughs> In the meantime, have one of these chocolates, Simon. Thanks. Mmm, real good. Well, here, take the whole box, pal. I must be dreaming. Well, anything interesting happened at the restaurant today, Simon? Did your father tell you I waited on him? Say, Mr. Riley, you certainly... <laughs> oh, Riley, stop stuffing chocolates in his mouth. Peg, I, I, I've got to talk to Simon private. Excuse me. In here, Simon. But, Daddy... We'll just be a minute... Simon, you mustn't tell about me and that woman. What woman? 
Oh, in the restaurant. I wasn't going to tell. Oh, well, you see, my wife might not understand. Not that I got anything to hide. It was all an accident. Come, come. You can be frank with me. I'm a man of the world. <laughs> Honest, Simon, Don't I'm... Don't worry. Your secret will die with me. Good, but when? <laughs> I mean, well, thanks, Simon. You're okay, son. Nine out of ten guys, if they had me in a spot like this, they'd blackmail me. They would? Uh, well. Well, uh, let's go back in. Uh, Mr. Riley, yeah? I'd like to take Babs to the movies tomorrow. Uh, could you lend me a dollar? Well, sure, sure. Anything for you, Simon. Here, here's... Oh. Oh, all I got is a $10 bill. Well, take it and bring me the change. Thanks. Uh, Mr. Riley, hmm? could I take Babs to the country club dance on Saturday? Oh, sure, sure. Then there won't be any change. But, Simon, you... you who wants change? <laughs> You're a pal, Mr. Riley. And say, I want to thank you for encouraging me to go to work. It's a swell job. Yeah, and the way things are going, it's the best-paying job you ever had. <laughs> We'll bring you the second act of the life of Riley in a moment. Meantime, this is Ken Carpenter. Ladies, do you agree with Mrs. Riley that dishwashing is an unpleasant chore? Well, then, take a tip from our draft march. Listen. Draft. Draft. Draft your dishes and oh, how they shine. Shine without wiping in half of the time and look white. Right. So don't you get left, get draft. Yes, millions of women from coast to coast are enjoying dishwashing miracles with Dreft, Procter & Gamble's amazing suds discovery. Dreft gets dishes so clean they shine even without wiping. Glasses sparkle, polished or not. Now that's one of the wonderful advantages Dreft has over soap. Dreft never leaves cloudy streaks or film on your dishes. Its amazing suds rinse clean and clear. So dishes and glasses wear their prettiest sparkle Towel or no towel. What's more, Dreft makes dishpan grease seem to vanish before your eyes. Dreft's kind of hands, too. So, ladies, join the march to Dreft. Get that bright green package Monday morning. Sure, don't get left. Get Dreft. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Chester Riley, this has got to stop. I'm sick and tired of having that Simon around here morning, noon, and night. But, Peg, I... So am I, Daddy. I don't mind him once in a while, but every day. But, Peg... I can't understand you, Riley. Why this sudden affection for Simon? Well, I... I got a reason. Well, what is it? I... Uh... Nothing. It's just that I feel sorry for the boy. You, you know, he's an orphan. Why, he is not. He's got a mother and a father. Yeah, but only one of each. <laughs> I mean, they're in Chicago, and after all... Oh, it's ridiculous the way he's taken over this house. Yesterday, just because he likes it, I had to make spaghetti for breakfast. <laughs> now, you get rid of him. Okay, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Tonight, he's got a date with Bed. He's taking her to the country club dance. He is not. I'm going with Freddie. Well, let Simon go along, too. Freddie will love him. Oh, Riley, if you don't do... Hi, folks. Oh, Simon... Simon, what are you doing with that suitcase? 
Well, you know me, always on the move. So this morning I gave up my room. You see, Peg, he's moving out of town. Goodbye, Simon. Oh, no. I'm moving in here. In here? In here, Simon? Well, you've got a spare room, and you folks have been so nice to me lately. I know you wouldn't mind giving me a cozy corner. Am I right, Mr. Riley? Now, wait a minute, Simon. You can't move it. There's a limit to what... Just because you think that I... Welcome home, Simon. (laughs) Oh, what a mess. That's Simon. Oh, I'll never be in any deeper than I am right now. Would you care to bet? (laughs) Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. (laughs) Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. What are you doing around here, Digger? Oh, I've just come from the opening game of the season of the Mortician's Baseball League. The San Diego Groundhogs played the Hollywood Gophers. <laughs> what a game. Uh, did you play? Yes, but not in the outfield as usual. This time, I was in the box. <laughs> I pitched magnificent last. Eighteen men died on first. Well, gee, that's real pitching. I shut them in. One nothing. Oh, you, you mean you shut them out. You keep score your way, I'll keep score my way. <laughs> and in the ninth, we had a fight with the umpire. Six of us carried him to the dugout. <laughs> Here's the ticket for our next game. Watch for the day, the 7th of May. Well, I'm not in the mood for baseball, Digger. You you see, I'm in trouble. That pest, Simon, saw me having dinner with another woman. What? Uh, You went out with another woman? Oh, I'm mortified. (laughs) Who is this woman? What is her phone number? (laughs) I must warn her to leave you alone. Well, wait a minute, Digger. It isn't what you think. It's wrong, Riley. And dangerous, too. As we say in our profession, many a man has strayed from his wife and wifey shot the rotter. So, hubby, don't stray from your fireside or you'll land in a place that's hotter. (laughs) But there was nothing to it. This is my friend's girl. At the last minute, he couldn't make dinner, so... Oh, I see. Well, there's nothing wrong in that. Go to your dear spouse. Tell her the truth. But, Digger, she's very jealous. She once said she'd shoot me if I two-timed her. Nonsense. She'll trust you. You'll see. Tomorrow you'll come to me and tell me I was right. But suppose you're wrong. Then I'll come to you. (laughs) Now go home and be happy. Gee, you're a wonderful guy, Digger. You're always doing things for me. Just once, I'd like to do something for you. Don't worry. Your time will come. (laughs) 
Well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. Hello, Simon Van Arpa speaking. No, Mr. Riley isn't in. Oh, Muriel Evans. Sure, I can give him a message. What? You want him to meet you at the cozy corner for dinner tonight at 7? No, I won't forget. Goodbye. Oh, I'd better make a note of it on this pad. Meet you-know-who at the cozy corner at 7 for dinner. <laughs> and he said there was nothing to it. Oh, hello, Mr. Riley. Simon! Get out of this house. Mr. Riley, she just phoned. I don't want to hear no... Uh, who phoned? That woman, you know, Muriel. Uh, Muriel? She says to meet her at the cozy corner for dinner at 7. It's important. Dinner? But, 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 but what does she want? <whistles> no, she'll never get me. <laughs> you better meet her or she might come here. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go now. Why don't these women leave me alone? Oh, Simon, you're lucky you weren't born with my looks. Riley, we're home. Riley, well, I guess he isn't home yet. Oh, that man's never on time for dinner. I wish oh, Mother one. Look, there's a note on the telephone pad. Oh, oh, let me see. Meet you know who at the cozy corner. Oh, the darling. He's taking me out to dinner tonight. Hello, Ed. This is Muriel. Look, I'm meeting your friend Riley at 7. Won't you change your mind, darling, and join us? All right, I'll ask him myself. What? Well, I'll tell him we can't afford to get married until you get a promotion, and he could put in a good word for you with the boss. Now, don't worry. Just leave it to me, Angel. Is this table okay, Mr. Riley? It's our most secluded corner. Yeah, fine. Now, look, Simon, Muriel will be here soon. Now, I want to get this meal over fast. Uh, yes, sir. I'll give you two number seven blue plates right away. Huh. Let's see. If I eat in three minutes, I can run home and only be an hour late. I'll tell Peg... Hello, I... sweetheart. Oh, hello, Muriel. Peg! What are you... How did you... Oh, my goodness, you act as if you didn't expect me. Oh, no, no, no. I'm pleased to meet you. I mean, please. Well, here's your fruit. Mrs. Riley! Well, for heaven's sake, why is everybody so surprised to see me? Uh, here's your fruit cup, Mr. Riley. Oh, you ordered already. Good, I'm sorry. You, uh, do you mind if I start, Peg? Mr. Riley, Muriel's here. <laughs> She's at the corner table in the rendezvous room. I gotta get rid of her. What are you two whispering about? Uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, excuse me, Peg. I, I gotta make a phone call. Well, all right, dear. Listen, Muriel. Oh, here I... you are, Chester. Thanks for coming. Now, listen, Muriel. I want to get one thing straight. Ready to order? No. I... Let's order first. I'm starved. Well, I'll have something light and fast. Same for me. Two number seven dinners coming right up. Uh, I bet you're wondering why I asked you to have dinner with me. Well, I got an idea. Well, that'll make it easier. I know I've only met you once, but when a girl is 
anxious to get married like I am. She'll do anything. Now, wait, Muriel. Here's your fruit cup. Here's your fruit cup, and I brought you soup, too. Look, Muriel, we got to be sensible. Let's eat first. Oh, okay, let's eat. My goodness, you eat fast. Yeah. Pass me my soup. Here you are. Thanks. My, you must be starved. There. Finished. Excuse me, Muriel. I gotta make a phone call. Well, it's about time you got back, Riley. Here, you better eat your soup. It's getting cold. No, thanks, Peg. I just had my soup. Where? In the phone booth? I mean, pass me that spoon. Oh, Riley, your manners. Remember, you're in a restaurant, not at home. Well, what's wrong? I ain't wearing my hat. Here's your hamburger. Oh, good. Riley, for heaven's sake. What's wrong? You swallow that hamburger in two bites. What's the matter with you? You're nervous. Who did you speak to on that phone? Um, nobody. It was the wrong number. <laughs> I better try again. Excuse me, thank you. Look, Muriel. Oh, you weren't very long. Muriel, I... Sit down and eat your hamburger. Oh. I couldn't touch it. Oh, come on. You've only had soup. Yeah, but so often. What? Okay. You'll get indigestion eating so fast. Delicious, isn't it? But it's much too much for me. Here, you take half of mine. I insist. Well, now, Chester, to get to the point, like I told you, I want to get married. But Ed doesn't make enough money. Well, I don't make much more than he does. And I may get a cut. Besides, I'm already married. And you ready for your dessert, folks? No. No, we ain't staying. Give, give me the check. Here you are. Four seventy-five. Four seventy-five. Let me see. Now I was sure I had some money. But Chester, I haven't had time to see, tell I you. I didn't what... bring any money with me. So here you are, Riley. Peg, can you lend me four seventy-five? <laughs> I want to pay for Muriel's din 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 Chester Riley. Peg. What's the matter? Who is this lady, Chester? She's my wife. And who is this lady, Riley? She wants to be my wife. <laughs> what? Why, that... Oh, Chester, you must be crazy. Where'd you get an idea like that? Oh, it's no use denying it, Muriel. <laughs> Peg, I had nothing to do with it. She just couldn't resist me. Oh, Chester, you've got it all wrong. I'm going to marry Ed Mitchell. I just want you to put in a good word for him with your boss so he can get a promotion. Oh. Oh, oh, Riley. Wait a minute. You mean you didn't fall for me, Muriel? Of course not. You don't want to marry me? I'm afraid not. What a revolting development this is. <laughs>
We'll be back in just a moment. Ladies, it's the world's finest care for your nice washable. Yes, I mean dress. Dress gives brighter, fresher, safer cleaning than any previous suds in history. With nightly dress washing, stockings look lovelier and wear longer. And new woolens. Dress washes them softer and fluffier than even expensive soap flakes. Pretty lingerie, too. Colors stay bright and sparkling far longer than with any soap you ever use. The reason is, Dreft leaves no dulling soap deposit in fabrics to spoil their beauty. Dreft suds rinse clean and clear. No wonder Dreft is America's largest selling brand for washing silks, nylons, woolens, dishes. Get that bright green package and see for yourself. Sure, don't get less. Get Dreft. And now, word from the star of our show, the man who makes Riley so smiley, William Bendix. Folks. Daylight saving time begins tomorrow in many areas. And if your community does not change to daylight saving time, next week we'll be with you one hour earlier than tonight. So please remember not to forget to remember. One hour earlier. Good night. Procter & Gamble, makers of dress, the something miracle for soap, salons, woolen, dishes, invites to be their guest next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozloff. The script by Alan Lipscott, Reuben Shep, and Jack Brecker. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Simon is Warren Mills. And Muriel is Barbara Fuller. This is Ken Carpenter inviting you to listen again next week to The Life of Riley and reminding you for faster, brighter, safer cleaning than any previous suds in history, use draft. Don't get left, get draft. Hey, what put stars in his eyes? The sheen in her hair. And what put the sheen in her hair? Prell, P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new Emerald Clear Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Prell reveals a radiant, shining beauty no soap or soap shampoo can match. Yes, Prell leaves hair radiantly soft and smooth, radiantly glamorous. So easy to manage, too. An amazing prowl removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, a fact proved by a group of doctors. Even stubborn dandruff was controlled by two prowl shampoos a week. And say, the whole family cheers for that handy prowl, too. Yes, there's no slip, no drip, no waste. And a little prowl makes a mountain of lather. P-R-E-L-L, prowl shampoo, leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright. Not a bit of dandruff is inside. Comes in a tube, handy, too. P-R-E-L-L, prowl shampoo. Listen again next week when Draft the Sudging Miracle for Soaps, Nylons, Woolens, Dishes brings you the life of Riley. Good night. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.